book of life this evening. Well, if you have your Bibles tonight, turn with me to the book of Matthew chapter 12 and verse 29. Matthew chapter 12, verse 29, right here. I'm going to entitle a message tonight, The Strong Man Has Been Defeated. How many know tonight that Satan has been defeated? So start living like he's been defeated. Amen? Start living like he's been defeated. If you know he's been defeated, you need to live like he's been defeated. Amen? Amen. Matthew chapter 12, verse 29. Let's listen to the word of God right here. These are the words of Jesus. Or else, how can one enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods, except he first bind the strong man? And then will he spoil his house? Listen to that again. Or else, how can one enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods, except he first bind the strong man? Then he will spoil his house. I want to speak to you tonight on the strong man has been defeated. The strong man has been defeated. Um, Heavenly Father, we come before you, dear Lord, this evening, Lord, and we just exalt you, God, in praise and adoration, O Lord. Um, We honor you, O God, tonight, Lord, and we praise you, dear God, Lord, for everything you've done. Uh, I ask for your anointing. I ask for you to just touch me, dear God, uh, to give me the words you would have me to say, O Lord, tonight. Uh, Lord, give me the words you would have me to speak in here, Lord. Um, Tonight, I pray, God, that this message will grip the heart um, of every individual in here uh, that Satan has been defeated uh, and you're a conquering king and because you've conquered uh, they have overcome him as what you they have they got victory tonight oh Lord um, Lord we honor you dear God and we praise you in Jesus name we pray uh, amen and amen um, I come to give you some good news tonight um, all the time we hear bad news uh, bad news bad news but I want to stand here and declare to you some good news and that good news reads Satan has been defeated did you hear me Satan has been defeated both of you would say we already know that but I ask you do you really know that tonight do you know it more than in your head do you know it in your heart tonight because if you really know he's been defeated you're going to be living like that he has been defeated instead of him being victorious how many know tonight that Jesus Christ has spoiled the plan of the devil how many know that Jesus had found a strong man how many know Jesus invaded the house tonight of the strong man and bound him up tonight let me tell you tonight Houston town church of God let me tell you emphatically this church is not built upon a preacher but this church is built upon the conquering king of kings and lord of lords tonight I'm telling you you don't have to live like you're defeated you don't have to live in the dumps you can live victorious tonight you can live victorious tonight why because the strong man has been defeated 
defeated. But too many are not living in the victory tonight. They're not living in victory tonight. But I want you to know you don't have to be oppressed tonight. You don't have to be bound up by worry and fear tonight. You don't have to live in a gloom and doom, despair and agony on me lifestyle. You don't have to live in hopelessness. You don't have to live depressed. Why? Because I said that the enemy has been defeated. That Jesus has put him under his feet. That Jesus has crushed his head tonight. Let me tell you, the plot of the enemy has been destroyed tonight. Satan's plot has been destroyed tonight. Satan's plot against you has been destroyed tonight. Uh, Satan's plot against this church uh, has been destroyed tonight. Uh, my Lord, can somebody shout hallelujah uh, that Satan's plot uh, has been destroyed tonight. Uh, my Lord, I think about when I come. Uh, eight years ago, it didn't look good for many, uh, but I want you to know I don't care if there's five here or 50 here. Uh, God has spoiled uh, the plot of the enemy. Uh, my Lord, when I was in Robbinsville, we would have one or two or something like that some uh, sometimes we could have a crown sometimes we would have one uh, sometimes the finances would get down to nothing uh, but let me tell you God made a way uh, when there seems to be no way uh, he provided when brother Pete when it didn't know where it was coming from uh, oh what are you saying uh, I'm telling you Satan has a plot uh, but Jesus of Nazareth uh, has already spoiled that plot tonight uh, can somebody say Jesus Jesus has already spoiled the plot. Satan has a plot against me, but Jesus has already spoiled it. I said Jesus has already spoiled that plot tonight. Let me tell you, it, you can't spoil the plot. It took Jesus coming to this earth and coming into the territory of Satan and invading his house to spoil his plot. We begin by seeing what Jesus was saying in this scripture. In Matthew 12 and 29 he could do what we could not do. There's not one in here that could spoil the plot of the enemy on their own. There's not one in here that could bind up the strong man. What he was saying there, it will take one stronger than the strong man to destroy the works of the strong man. It will take one that's stronger than the strong man to destroy that works of the enemy tonight. But let me tell you, too many believers tonight are trying to do that. They're trying to bring their victory on their own accord. They're trying to do things in their own flesh. But let me tell you, when you begin to try to do things according to the flesh, you're going to end up in failure tonight. You see, man will begin to focus on works. What can I do? How can I do this? How can this happen to be? They'll be big. Their object of faith will not be Jesus Christ. It will be what 
they do. Anybody know what I'm talking about? They'll begin to say, if I do this or if I do that, I'm going to receive that. Their power source is their self. And when you have those three ingredients where man tries to focus on their works and they look at their own performance instead of Christ and their power source is their own strength, can I tell you what is going to happen? There's going to be failure tonight. Let me tell you some people need victory in their life tonight. It's going to come by the hand of God. Did you hear me tonight? It's going to come by what Jesus had done at Calvary's cross. Many think if I do this or if I do that, they're going to get victory. I want you to know that victory was won over 2,000 years ago at Calvary. Did you hear what I'm telling you? I want you to know tonight that there's victory that was won over 2,000 years ago at Calvary. Everything that you got need of come by the way of the cross. Did you hear that? How many know your healing comes by the way of the cross? Somebody say, my healing has already been won. My deliverance has already been won. Salvation, we know, comes by the cross. But sanctification comes by the cross. Let me tell you, everything that we have need of comes by the cross of Calvary tonight. My Lord, let me tell you tonight, what we have need of is in the way of the cross. Jesus Christ has already paid the way. Did you hear me? Listen, if you need a car, I believe that God's got a car in the cross. Tell me, uh-oh. Uh-oh, people don't want to hear that. But I'm telling you, he's the Lord that shall provide for all of your needs according to his riches and glory. And by the way, he knows we have need of it tonight. Amen? What I'm saying tonight is Jesus Christ is the source of our victory tonight. You're not the source of the victory. I'm this preacher. The things that's happened around here, I wish people would understand this. Even though I'm the vessel that God uses at this time for this season right now, that it didn't come because of me. Everything that was done is because of the cross. Amen. Amen. Here in a few weeks, hopefully soon, you're going to see a brand new sign sitting out there. That piece of junk that we had, Hey, I called it then. I asked God to blow it over one night, and he blowed it over. <laughs> Get that thing out of there. And I'm telling you, I said, God, just move this thing. I said, it, it's unfit. I said, you know, <laughs> and they can't blame me for knocking it over if you do it. <laughs> if they start blaming me, then they'll, have to, they'll start blaming you, and you can just take care of them right there on the spot. It's saying right here. No, let me tell you, God has provided that. That way, he has provided that sign. He provided that swing set. He provided that basketball court, that pavilion. Everything that's been done around here has been provided by the way of Jesus Christ. Let me tell you, it don't come by the arm of flesh. It comes not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, said the Lord of hosts. Amen. Amen. Hold up my tail. My gosh, I think I could preach tonight. How many in here think are just coming to church because of the preacher? Raise your hand. 
Oh, come on. They got to be some modest ones. Listen, I hope you're right. Because if you come to see me, I can't give you an ounce of victory. I can tell you about the one that can. Oh, I can deliver his name to you tonight. His name is Jesus. Let me tell you, too many people think they can defeat the devil in the flesh. You cannot defeat the devil in the flesh. You can't overcome the world in the flesh. But you can overcome when you put your faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ. Amen. You see what Jesus was saying is, there's not no other human that could do this. You know, God said there ain't no human being that can overcome the devil. You know what he said? I'm going to have to come down. Before man was created, he knew what he was going to have to do. He was already there. Jesus was fully God. At that time, he was known as the Word, but he was part of the Godhead. They were three that bear a record, the Father, the Word, and the Spirit. Let me give you a nugget. The Jehovah you read about in the Old Testament is the Jesus of the New Testament. And I honest to goodness believe when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were in the fiery furnace, who Nebuchadnezzar saw, I believe he saw a pre-incarnate Jesus Christ. Well, let me tell you, he knew we couldn't fight this battle on our own. He knew we could not overcome in our own power. So God had to become flesh. Part of the Godhead. The trinity of God. The triunity of God. God the Father. God the Son. God the Holy Ghost. The Father, the Word, and the Spirit, if you will. Well, the Word become flesh and took on the form of man. And it was through Him we could have victory. What man could not do, let me tell you. Well, that's why Jesus come into this world. Because I want you to know without him, you or me could not do anything tonight. Did you hear me? He said, without me, you cannot do anything. My Lord, I wish people would get a hold of it. There's victory in the cross tonight. I wish the people would understand that Jesus had come to destroy the works of the devil. How many know he didn't come to be a decoration at Christmas? Amen. He didn't come to be an Easter display. My Lord, we're getting in that time of the year. Preacher likes Cadbury eggs, by the way. Caramel or the regular ones. And peeps. Marshmallow peeps. <laughs> but he didn't come for that to be a candy piece. You see these chocolate crosses at Easter time? Let me tell you, he didn't come for the cross to be a, a piece of candy. As much as I like candy, he didn't come for that. Let me tell you, Resurrection Sunday, Easter, let me tell you, it's not about a rabbit that's laying eggs. Let me tell you what he done on that weekend. Let me tell you what he done. He destroyed the works of the devil. Amen. This is the purpose he was made manifest. You see, some people think the only reason Jesus come was to be a decoration at Christmas. That's the only thing some people know about Jesus. He's a pretty little decoration at Christmas. By the way, he's not a baby anymore. Amen? I know we commemorate his birth, but we better remember he's not a baby anymore. When he hung on that cross, he was 33 and a half years of age. 
Ain't you glad to know one day we're going to have a body just like Jesus? Some of you older ones can say, I'm going to be 33 again. <laughs> Amen. I can say I don't have to wear I, I could say that too. Amen. <laughs> I'll be 43 coming up. <laughs> but listen, I ain't going to have to wear glasses. I'm going to be able to go by the speed of thought, eat, steal, whatever I want. Why? Because I'm going to have a glorified body when Jesus comes, when we get resurrected that time. Oh, what I'm saying today is that Christ come to destroy the works of Satan. Satan had a plot, but Christ is planning the plan of God was to send his son into the world to to destroy the plot of Satan. In fact, 1 John 3 and 8 says, For this purpose was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Did you hear me? I'm going to get to it. Let me tell you what Jesus did when he came into this world. You see, a lot of people think this is God's world. Uh-oh. Well, it's true he's created it. And it's true he's going to take it back over. But guess who has dominion right now? Satan has dominion over this world right now. In fact, the Bible never denies that. In fact, the Bible says he's the God, lowercase g, God of this world. In fact, in order to be able to offer something, he must have access to be able to offer that. Think about when he offered Jesus. Satan is the God of this world. He is the principality of the air. I want to share two things with you. First, and let me tell you that when Jesus comes for the church, he's going to invade Satan's territory, the air. He'll prob I've heard many scholars say he'll probably ascend to about 6,000 feet, and he'll call us up, and Satan won't be able to do nothing about it. He'll invade the, print the air right there, but the principality of the air. But when Jesus comes, he come. This is the reason there's a hatred for Israel in Jerusalem right now. It's everywhere he's been. Because Jesus invaded this earth. Amen. He invaded Satan's territory. In other words, one stronger than the strong man was invading the strong man's territory to bind him up. That's what Jesus was talking about. He said, I'm invading. Remember, Jesus said in, in many times, my kingdom is not of this world right now. It's going to be one day, but not right now. He's not on the throne in Jerusalem yet. But he said, I, my kingdom, they asked him if he was a king. He said, my kingdom is not of this world. But his kingdom was in heaven. But what he was doing right here, he was invading where the devil was reigning. Uh-oh. He was invading the strong man's house. Can I tell you something real quick? Let me tell you, who get, did God give the devil this world? No, God did not. Man give it to him. Mankind, God put the earth first and foremost in the hand of man. And when man fell, they put dominion in the hand of Satan. Let's get that. God entrusted this earth with man. It wasn't that God said, here, Satan, run loose. But what man did was handed over to the devil. Here you go. Take loose and have free reigns when they fell. So then you begin to see. That's when sickness come in. That's when death come in. By the way, God never intended for man to die. Death's painful. How many know that? 
It breaks your heart. Amen. I don't get, you know, I don't get comfortable around it. If I, could, if I don't have to be around it, I choose not to. Amen. I know it's a joy when somebody goes on to be with the Lord. And it's sad when somebody goes to hell. But even when somebody goes to be with the Lord, there's still a sting there. Man brought that in. Because God never intended for man to die. It's when they disobeyed God. It's when sin came in. When death came in. The Bible says by one man's disobedience, death entered into this world. How many know that? Adam's disobedience. But by Jesus Christ, we can have life. So you see, after the fall, you begin to see the things that's going on. Man becomes sick. You want to know why all the tragedies are going on today? Why all the problems we have in the world? I hear people, why God, why God, why God? They're, blame, they're throwing the blame at the wrong end of the spectrum. I'm going to tell you right now why there's so much distress. There's so much sickness. I've never have heard of so much cancer in my life. There's coronavirus or whatever you want to call it and other things that's coming is the three-letter word, sin. This is Satan's dominion, and this is Satan's goods. There's so much hatred. Satan's goods. Amen? Oh, but I tell you, we couldn't invade him in here. It took Jesus stepping in to a strong man's house. It took somebody stronger than the strong man to come in and bind him up. And it was Jesus that was going to step in there and evade him. He invaded Satan's territory. And let me tell you something. Satan may be powerful, but he wasn't par more powerful than the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Amen? Let me tell you right now. Let me tell you. Jesus, it took God in the flesh to be our Redeemer. Jesus, by the way, didn't do one single miracle. He was fully flesh just as you as we was. But let me tell you something about Jesus. He had a virgin birth. He was born without sin and never did sin. But he was also empowered by the Holy Ghost. How many know he didn't do one single miracle until he was baptized in the Holy Ghost? You can't read a miracle he done. Yeah, he taught in the temple when he was a young child. But when he started doing the miracles at 30 years of age, he was baptized with the Holy Ghost. Let me tell you, Jesus Christ was far greater than that fallen angel. Jesus Christ was far greater than what we know as old Lucifer at one point. That old sneaky, slimy, ungodly godly filthy thing that you know of that he it took god in the flesh to bind the strong man up let me tell you you and i could not bind the strong man up there's no other that could bind the strong man up the pope could not bind the strong man up the disciples could not bind the strong man up the greatest prophets in the bible Enoch and Elijah and some of those could not buy the strong man up no it took 
God in the flesh to invade the devil's territory to spoil his goods if you will oh let me tell you Jesus come to spoil the goods he spoiled the plots of the devil and let me tell you and if you believe on him today and if you're saved Satan has no dominion over your life today how many know that but I want to get something a little further than that. The Bible tells us he spoiled the goods. I'm going to tell you Satan's gifts. Possession, sickness, heartache, tragedy, death. But Jesus has spoiled it. Amen. I'm going to show you when he come to earth. He come about spoiling the devil's goods. I want you to know tonight that he's still spoiling the devil's goods. Uh-oh. I want you to know tonight he's still setting people free. I want you to know tonight he's still healing people tonight. I want you to know tonight one day the last enemy that shall be destroyed is what? Death. We're going to say, oh, death, where is thy sting? Amen. He's overcome it. Amen. But let's go. First of all, these unclean spirits, he come, spilling the goods of the unclean spirits. He come, casting these devils out. Oh, we read in Mark chapter 1. And I'm going to use Mark chapter 1 if you want to go there. Because in Mark chapter 1, we see some things Jesus did. Mark chapter 1, verses 23 through 27. And there was in the synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out. Let me give you a nugget right here. Just in Mark chapter 1 and verse 23. The devil likes to come to church. Where was this unclean spirit at? In a man where? In the synagogue. In today's term, in the church. There are going to be some devils come in. Saying, let us alone. What we have to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? Are thou come to destroy thee, to destroy us? I know who thou art, the Holy One of God. And Jesus rebuked him, saying, Hold thy peace and come out of him. And when the unclean spirit had torn him, torn him, and he cried with a loud voice, he came out of him. And they were all amazed at so much a thought that, that they questioned among themselves, saying, What thing is this? What authority commandeth he, even the unclean spirits, obey him? Here's what Jesus come. First of all, these unclean spirits, these evil spirits, knew who he was. <laughs> they knew they were in trouble when they saw Jesus coming. Even though they were in that man, they knew who he was. What are you coming to do with this? Go read the story of Legion. They knew when Jesus stepped on the ground. Amen. They knew, are you come to destroy us? My Lord, right here, the devil had a foothold in that man. The devil had a strong, unclean spirit in that man. Oh, that deep, unclean spirit, I guarantee you, was wrecking that man's life inside of the synagogue. 
But Jesus come in and rebuked it and cast that devil out. Amen? Somebody say Jesus pulled the plot that day. I'll go a little farther. Let me tell you, here's another one. Sickness and disease was took care of. Jesus pulled the goods of the devil that day. In Mark chapter 1, verses 30 through 34, but Simeon's wife, mother, that's Peter's wife, mother, lay sick of a fever. And Annan, they tell him of her. And he came, and he took her by the hand and lifted her up. And immediately the fever left, and she ministered unto them. Right there. We'll move on down in just a minute. But I want you to know, here was a woman that had a fever that was sick, very sick. But all it took was a touch of Jesus. See, I want you to know real quick that sickness is a good of the devil. Sickness is a spoil of the devil. Did you hear me right here? Jesus spoiled it. Let's go on down. Verses 32 through 34. In fact, we, verse 33, 32 through 34, but let me get up. She got up immediately, and she began to minister unto them. I imagine she began, I don't say this smartly or just jokingly, but I imagine she began to cook them something to eat and things like that and take care of them, if you will. They were grateful for what Jesus had done to her. She was grateful for what Jesus had done to her. Now going on down, and even when the sun did set, they brought him all that were diseased and that were possessed with devils, and all the city was gathered together at the door. And he healed many that were sick of diverse diseases and cast out many devils and suffered not the devils to speak because they knew him. See, I want you to know what the goods of the devil are tonight. Many people think the devil's got something good to offer them. How many know tonight the devil don't have nothing good to offer you? I want to tell you what his goods are tonight. His goods, they are misery. There is bondage, possession, pain, heartache, tragedy, sickness, and death. And we can go on and on with that. I want you to know tonight that sickness is a good goods of the devil. That's part of his goods. But I want you to know tonight. Yes, he let me tell you. I want you to know tonight that Jesus has already spoiled his goods. Did you hear me tonight? I want you to know tonight that Jesus has already spoiled the plot of the enemy. What do you mean? I'm telling you tonight again that Jesus Christ has already defeated the devil. There ought to be some shouting on that. I said Jesus Christ has already defeated the devil. Somebody needs that again. I said Jesus has already defeated the devil. 
already whipped him with a big old ugly wooden stick. Some of you have forgot that. Some of you have not latched on to that. But I want you to know tonight that Jesus has already defeated the devil. Yes, he's running loose. Notice the Bible I quoted this morning. Seeking whom he may devour. Amen. Yeah, he's running around. But he's running around defeated. Because Jesus has already whipped him. Jesus has already won it. Jesus, Jesus already paid the price. I honest to goodness believe the first drop of blood in Gethsemane won it. Remember he began to sweat his blood. The very moment. I know the cross had to come. But I believe the very moment he said not my will. But thy will be done. He submitted to the will of the Father. That sealed it right there. Amen. Amen. I want you to know he's running loose, but he's defeated. Somebody needs to tell him tonight, you're defeated. You ain't got no place in my life. The only place I got is under my feet tonight because Jesus has already put him under his feet. Jesus said, all things are under my feet. That means the devil's under his feet. That means sickness is under his feet. That means misery is under his feet. That means these things that we go through are under his feet. Oh, let me tell you, and if they're under his feet, then they're under my feet. They're under your feet tonight, my gosh. Some of you need to quit acting like he's still winning. You need to quit acting like he's already won. The devil's already won. Some of you need to quit acting like the devil's won and start realizing Jesus has already won over 2,000 years ago. Oh, poor, poor. I don't know. Well, I do. Jesus. I know Jesus. It needs to snow. It's hot. Turn. My Lord, let me tell you, some of you need to quit. Acting like the devil's already won. You need to quit and start acting like Jesus has won. Amen? You need to quit acting like the devil's won. And start realizing Jesus has already won. Turn that heat down. It's hot. And I'm... <laughs> that heat needs to be turned down. It's hot in here. Maybe it's, we're turning the temperature up on the devil tonight. Amen? Hey, man, I'm telling him he's defeated tonight. Some of you are going to tell him he's defeated tonight. Some of you need to tell him he's defeated tonight. Where was he defeated? He was defeated at the cross. He was defeated at the cross of Calvary. Oh, Ramashikatateo. 
Let me tell you tonight, saints of God, let me tell you since Satan is defeated, we are children of God. And let me tell you because we are children of God, that means he has no right to plunder in my house. Satan has no right to plunder in my life. Satan has no access to my life tonight. I don't belong to him. I belong to Jesus of Nazareth. The problem is, many believers allow the devil. But I'm going to tell you, he has no right to plunder in my house. And I want every devil in hell to hear this right now. You ain't got no right to plunder in this church. Jesus has already defeated you. And I know one day Jesus is going to let me get a kick in. Every Bible preaching pastor ought to give able to get a kick in. <laughs> right before they, that angel binds him and throws him into the lake of fire. Where he gets bound and thrown into the lake of fire. I hope I get a kick in. Because I want to kick him. And we'll just leave it right there. Jesus has paid the price. And because he's paid the price, he has no right to plunder in this church or in my life. Somebody needs to say he has no right to plunder in my life. He has no right to plunder in my life. I'm not going to listen to his rhetoric no more. But a lot of people will listen. And let me tell you, when he goes to plundering, it's because you are allowing him. See, the Bible gives us a formula. The Bible tells us to submit ourselves to God. Submit yourself to God. Resist the devil. And the Bible says he'll do what? Flee. I want you to get two things. Submit to who? God. Resist the devil. And what will the devil do? He'll flee. Hey Amen. But too many times we don't want to resist the devil and people don't want to submit to God. But he's defeated. I said Satan's defeated tonight. Jesus has already spoiled his goods. I said Jesus has already spoiled the devil's goods tonight. Let me tell you, some of you need to realize your healing's already there. Some of you need to realize your victory's already there. Somebody needs to realize God's already vindicated you. Satan ain't going to win. Amen. I said Satan ain't going to win. Amen. Satan ain't going to win. If he, won, if he was going to win, he'd have won a long time ago. How many get that tonight? Let me give you something. As long as God's got plans for this church, this church is going to stand no matter who's preaching behind this pulpit. Why? Jesus. 
when there was eight people here, who kept the doors open? Jesus give you, give empowered people. I'm just telling you the truth. I've seen churches one or two. I'm going to tell you what I overheard at a restaurant down here today. And I said, we're blessed. I heard some talking to them in their church. I don't know which church it is. Don't ask me. It's probably somewhere it's around here because I was eating at the floor. They was talking about how they had to cut the heat down to save up. They don't cause the money situation in it. Said people were literally wearing jackets and being pros because they didn't have money coming in. I said, boy, we're blessed around here. I said, let me tell you, I said, some of them went, said that they would literally turn it on for a little bit, warm it up. Then they would cut the heat off in order to save on the power bill where they didn't cause the money situation. I said, my Lord, that's sad. But I said, but when Jesus is taking care of you, he'll provide a way when they ain't no way. Amen. Amen. Count your blessings tonight, Houston town. Let me tell you, it ain't about the preacher. It's about the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Let me tell you, as long as I could, if Jesus ain't in here, you can have the best preacher in the world, and it's not me, let me tell you. You may think it is, and I appreciate it, but it's not. I'm the, I'm the, I think I'm the bottom of the bottom. That's where I want to be, in the kingdom of God, because whoever is humble shall be exalted. <laughs> No, you can have the best preacher. I'm serious. You can have the top names in ministry. You can have the top TV evangelist. And if Jesus Christ ain't behind it, it's going to go under. Because man, flesh cannot do the work of God. It takes the Spirit of God. Listen to that. It broke my heart to hear churches like that. But I also wonder... How much of the Spirit may be in I don't know which church it is. I just heard them talking about it. I don't know what's went on, but it's a sad day when you can't afford to pay the heating bills. You got to cut it off and let people freeze. And I'm not being disregard anybody or anything like that. Because I've been in tight situations before. But I also know how God can come through. I also know how Jesus can provide. Amen. Let me tell you ever need, we got need of. Boils down to what Jesus had at the cross of Calvary. Let me tell you, earlier I gave you a formula for defeat. But I'm going to tell you how to have, I'm going to give you a formula for victory. Instead of looking at yourself, you need to look at the Lord Jesus Christ. Instead of what you need to look at, is not your power, is not your works, but his works. What you need to your what you what the power source needs to be, not the arms of flesh, not yourself, but the Holy Spirit needs to be your power source. And can I tell you, you will have victory tonight. We must understand the path of victory comes through Jesus of Nazareth. I said the strong man's defeated tonight. I said the strong man. Is defeated tonight. Jazz, you can go ahead and get Marcy. I said the strong man is defeated tonight. Jesus has already spoiled it. He's already spoiled the victory. He's already spoiled the devil's plot. He's already spoiled his goods. So what are you telling me tonight? 
I'm telling you that Jesus of Nazareth has already won somebody's deliverance. I'm telling you tonight that Jesus Christ has already won somebody's miracle. How many need a touch in their body tonight? Anybody, we got anybody sick in here tonight? I want you to know that Jesus has already won your healing. Child of God, you don't have to go around depressed, agonized, oppressed, and bound up in all sorts of ways. Because I come by to tell you tonight, the plot of the devil's been spawned, and Jesus has already won it. Jesus has already won the victory tonight. Child of God, let me tell you, through what Jesus Christ done, you need a healing tonight. There is healing in the cross. By his stripes, we are healed. Let me tell you, it talks, that's got to deal with spiritual first, but it carries physical as well. Satan's goods is sickness. Church, let me tell you tonight, Holy Ghost said, hindering spirits already been defeated through Jesus. All the demons in hell will free, that are walking free, every fallen angel and Satan himself is no match for Jesus. I want you to know that name, Jesus. I want you to get that name, Jesus. You need to look at him tonight. Amen? You need some of it. You need to say Satan's defeated. Somebody say Jesus has won it. You can stand in here tonight. Let me tell you. So if he, let me tell you, sick child of God, sickness, oppression, and bondages must go. Why, Jesus? Some of you need to get your eyes on Jesus tonight. But I want to tell you what this fight's about. You say, well, why am I fighting if he's already won? Because this fight's about faith. This fight is about faith. Jesus beat the devil a long time ago. It's about faith. It's about faith. Satan's going to try to attack your faith. Amen? That's the reason we got to keep our eyes on Christ. No matter what we're going through. Some of you need to realize, geez, get your eyes on Jesus tonight. Because he's already beat the devil. You just need to believe him. You just need to believe it. You need it not just with your mind, but it needs to get in your soul. It needs to get in your spirit. You don't need to just hear it with your physical ears. It needs to get in these spiritual ears and sink down that you know that you know that he's already healed you. He's already moved on your behalf. Somebody needs to say tonight, I need a touch from God. I need a miracle from God. He's already done it tonight. I need to get my eyes on Jesus. I want you to get up here tonight. Jesus is a miracle maker. He's already done it, but you got to keep your eyes on him. you got to keep your eyes on him tonight. Don't you let walk around like the devil's already won. The devil's been defeated. Kids, the devil's been defeated. Marcy, the devil's been defeated. 
He's lost. Jesus is one. Jesus is one. Jesus is one. He won that battle years ago. 2,000 years ago at Calvary's cross. My Lord, in the name of Jesus, we pray. Let us keep our eyes on the King of kings and the Lord of lords. God, the battle's been won. Don't let their faith waver. Let them realize it in their spirit. You've already won. It's done. It's paid for. Victory's there. Healing's there. I'm telling you, you don't have to walk around like a sourpuss. There's victory in the foot of the cross and what he done there. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen.